You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. So I wanted to do a little different podcast, a little different approach. And what I'm going to share with you is what my typical day looks like, because I get asked about this all of the time. How in the world do you run a multi-six figure business and have a three-year-old and have a husband and do all the things, right? We do a lot of camping and traveling and we're, we're a busy family. So I want to share what that looks like. And I think it's important because we see so many people out there who claim to have these wonderful businesses and they built them by themselves and they're sitting by the beach, sipping on a mojito, or they're, you know, relaxing in their cabin. I, I really would like to talk to those people. I'd really like to find out what's the true story here. How much of that is actually true? Because for me, it's been a lot of hard work and I certainly could not have the business I have today without a lot of help. So that's what I want to share with you. And that's why I want to bring you behind the scenes and a typical day in the life of, of what it looks like to be the CEO of the Frolic group. So let's get started. All right. So I usually wake up in the morning sometime around five 30 and my husband brings me coffee in bed. Although I've been really trying to detox from caffeine the last couple of months. So sometimes it's lemon water and I am usually greeted shortly thereafter by Ellie Jewel running and hopping in bed with us. Now I'm going to pause there for a second for all you mamas out there. She's three and a quarter (laughs) and she just started sleeping in her bed a couple of months ago. Okay. So we were a co-sleeping family for a long, long time. So again, I want to take you really behind the scenes because this isn't all bells and whistles. And it's not what I envisioned my life to look like when I had kids. I certainly thought I was going to be a really strict mom with like very, very strong, you know, schedules and rules. I'm quite the opposite, like quite the opposite. I try and be a really um, consistent mom, but sometimes I'm a big pushover, which is kind of a shocker to the people who've known me all my life. So I'm greeted by Ellie and we've, we've really established this routine of just snuggling for a little bit in the morning. And that's important to me. And I hope to do that honestly, until she's married, right? That's such a special time. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to run out the door to hop in my car to make a commute. And so I try and pause and be really grateful for those little tiny things that aren't really little tiny things, right? That's why I work so hard. And so my husband starts getting ready for work. And then I will get up and start getting Ellie ready and myself ready. And then our nanny joins us at about 7 a.m. Well, not about, she's there at 6.58. So 7 a.m. is when I hand Ellie over to our wonderful nanny. And we've had a lot of nannies. Um, I've had help since Ellie was six weeks old. Now, help with, with 
at six weeks old looked a lot different than what it looks like now. I, I didn't have a lot of revenue in my business and we didn't have tons of money. So I had to do what I could. And so that started out with, with this wonderful soul named Maria coming over and holding Ellie for a couple of hours because she was a really needy baby and she breastfed all the time. It seemed like, so Maria would come and hold her while she slept. Cause you couldn't put her down in a crib. So I could at least have a couple of moments to myself to, you know, do some work and grow my business. Cause at that time I was working for a couple of agencies. I knew I didn't want to be working for agencies. I wanted to really put the pedal to the metal and grow my own business. So I've had help every step of the way, but having help in terms of childcare was my first priority. And with every new client, I upped the amount of childcare. And so when we left North Carolina and moved here to Vegas, we've had a couple of different nannies, but I've never gone a long period of time without having somebody to help with childcare. And for me, I want to also share this for me, it was absolutely non-negotiable to send my child to daycare. And I worked extra hard and sometimes didn't have a lot of buffer or a leftover money in my business to do things that I would, you know, maybe like to, because it was more of an investment for me to have an in-home nanny than to send her to childcare somewhere else. That was a personal choice. That is not to show, share, you know, my values onto anyone else. That was what was important for me. And that was part of just my own, my own values. My parents, one of them was always home with me or we were with a grandparent. We don't have the luxury of being close to family, being a military family. So I don't have family we can rely on because they're not geographically accessible. So having the consistency in terms of in-home childcare was really important to me, especially as a breastfeeding mama. And I wanted to be close to my daughter all of the time. I wanted to be able to take breaks from what I was doing and spend time with her whenever I wanted. I didn't want to miss the little things. I never missed her first steps. I never missed her first words, her, you know, just excitement for being able to put her feet in the grass. I got to enjoy that all of the time and grow my business, but that's because it was with help. And when people ask me, how in the world did you grow this really successful business, Melissa? How do you continue to do it? With help, okay? And like I said, that was, I chose to have somebody in my home and whether you choose to do something different with your child, that's that's great for you as long as it's in alignment with your values. This was just a sacrifice I wanted to make financially in terms of I'd rather not be able to have as many, you know, mindless shopping trips to Target because I am investing in a nanny to help us raise our child. That was more important to me. So as my business continued to grow, I eventually got to the point of having a full-time nanny. So, so back to the day in the life at 7 AM, Ellie goes with the nanny and I come into the office. Now I've been trying to get a lot better at least three days a week. I work out in the morning. So at seven o'clock I'm ready to go and I walk out the door to either go for a walk or I'm going to do some type of hit workout in my office. Cause my office is like this big area in the front of our house here in Vegas. When we move to Alabama, it will be different. I will have an actual like dedicated office with a door, which is going to be really, really exciting. But anyway, I'm trying to be more mindful because my word of the year is self-care about spending some time taking care of myself. So I'll do that for about 45 minutes, come home, get ready. And then I am, I am at this, this desk by eight o'clock every day. And that usually starts with an hour to get into my business. So to check my Slack, check my inbox. Prior to all of that, I'm going to look at Slack and my Voxer to see if there's anything urgent from a client or from the team that I can answer on the go. But other than that, like I don't get into the weeds of anything until I'm sitting down at this desk. And then I usually start coaching calls at 9am, whether that's with the up-level mastermind, which is my 
premier group coaching offer right now. It's a hybrid offer of coaching with me one-on-one, but also in a group environment. We do a lot of mindset work. We have guest experts come in. You also get Voxer access to me. So those ladies may you know, have Voxered me to, to talk through a scenario or to share a new idea and figure out next best steps. So 9 a.m., I might have a call with the mastermind or I might have a call with one of my consulting clients or one of my one-on-one clients. And I've been really diligent about making sure that I have some buffer in between each call. And I try not to take more than three calls a day. And sometimes it may end up being four depending, but I used to hustle and I used to take like six calls a day or seven calls a day. And I was exhausted. So something that my team has done really well, especially Katie is to make sure that my schedule doesn't get too overwhelmed because I'm the most valuable resource that we have. We've all agreed on that. They remind me of it all the time. And my word of the year, like I said, is self-care. So making sure that I have some white space on my calendar because in between calls, I want to be engaging with people on Voxer, right? I want to be answering questions in my DMs. I want to be responding to emails. I want to have some creative space. I want to be in the, in the groups um, of women that, that are invested with me answering their questions and sharing ideas. I love a good case study or, Hey, I just ran into this with a client. I wanted to tell you about it and how I overcame it. I want to do more of that. So making sure that I have that white space on my calendar will allow for that. So essentially from 8 in the morning, I'm here at my desk. I, I get up every couple of hours for sure to refill my water bottle. I drink out of a Life Factory glass water bottle. No, I am not a representative of theirs. But every day, that's part of my morning routine. So I guess I skipped a spot. So right before I sit at my desk, I go into the kitchen and I make a protein shake and I get my glass water bottle filled up and I come to my desk. And usually I also put some essential oils in my diffuser and I get settled in and I... I'm ready for the day. So I need to refill this water bottle because during the day I talk a lot and I get really thirsty and we're in the desert. So chapstick and water are my go-tos. So I get up quite often. I try and pause long enough to have lunch and usually lunch for me is leftovers. And then by two o'clock I'm wrapping up. I try not to take any calls after two o'clock. My last call is usually, you know, a one o'clock call wrapping up by 1.50. And then I work until about 2.30. I'm really winding down at that 2.30 mark and a hard stop, absolute hard stop. I'm out of this chair unless the world is on fire at three o'clock. That is when I become mom. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like that is really, really important that I honor that. That has been a boundary that's been in place since day one. I've not always had the best boundaries in lots of other areas like working out or having a protein shake in the morning, but I have been really good about switching on to mom mode. And so the nanny goes home and Ellie and I usually do something like start prepping dinner. We'll chop vegetables together or we go on a bike ride or we go out and we um, water the grass in the backyard and play like it's playtime. It's fun time. It's mommy and Ellie time. And then when Bernard gets home, then we usually either sit down together on the patio and everybody, you know, just relaxes and we chat and catch up. And then we cook dinner together and have dinner as a family, maybe have a little bit of downtime after that, but then it's usually launched right into, okay, bath time, shower time, get ready for bed. So that's really a day in the life of me. And all of the pieces beyond that are I'm communicating with my team over on Slack. We are 
we aren't doing anything. I'm so bad at ClickUp. They're in ClickUp. They're making sure the business continues to run. Okay. We have as much automated in the business as possible. So if someone books in a discovery call with me, that's automated. If somebody wants to, um, buy the strategy session masterclass, that's automated. If one of my somebody pops into my DMS and is asking about signing up for the mastermind and we have a chat, I can send them a link. They can sign up and get onboarded. Boom. That's automated, right? We have automated as much as possible because we are a team of military spouses. That means we move a lot this summer. I'm moving from Las Vegas to Alabama. Katie is moving from the U S to Germany at the same time, but guess what? We're going to be okay. The business is going to run just fine. And that's really exciting because we've built our lunch schedule around this. We have um, systems and processes in place. We have a great team that is going to keep the business running, but I share all of that, not to say that like, okay, this is how it's been since day one. This is what I've built it up to. It's taken a long time to get here. And I think it's really, really important that I'm transparent about that. This isn't something that like, okay, magically today, things became super easy in my business, right? This has been a slow burn. This has been doing things intentionally. This has been realizing I can't always go as fast as possible because maybe I don't have the financial resources or maybe I am not able to do what I would like to do or hope to do because I also have a child. And giving myself permission to do it at my own pace instead of the pace that I expected I was gonna do this when I first started out and being careful not to look back and say, oh, if only I had started my business a couple years before I had a kid, imagine where I could be. Those things all creep into my head on a daily basis. However, I've gotten really good at looking at what I have accomplished and looking backwards to celebrate all of that growth and all of those wins. So I want to challenge you to do the same thing. It's really, really important that you look at your day and say, is my day designed to support my lifestyle or am I letting my business dictate everything? I get better each and every day about making sure that I'm moving in the direction of having a business that supports my lifestyle. For instance, last year we moved from doing coaching sessions that were 60 minutes long to doing 50 minutes so that I can have a buffer, right? I was like, why are all these people doing 50 minutes? Like I want to give people a full hour. I'm not trying to, you know, short my clients. I am trying to maintain my sanity and make sure that I have enough time to run to the bathroom and refill my water bottle before my next coaching call so that I can be all in instead of being distracted. So make sure that you are being intentional with your business design. Make sure that you're asking yourself, is this going to make sense when I'm fully booked out with a wait list? Is what I'm doing today going to bring me closer to having more time with my family or to spend more time, you know, at yoga or whatever the things are that motivate you and make sure that everything is aligned with your core values. That is so important. I think one of the biggest pieces of work that I've done this year is getting clear on my core values and really making sure that my business is representing them on every single level that my team understands that the decisions that we make aren't always easy, but they're in alignment because the more I've been able to fine tune that alignment piece, the more amazing things have gotten. So I encourage you to do the same, take a look and say, all right, is what I'm doing today making sense with the bigger picture? And if you don't know what that bigger picture is, spend some time there, spend some time imagining what that could be and what you want it to be and do the work in, in core values and mission and vision so that you really are being intentional with every single step that you make, no matter how big or small that you're designing your day, your week, your life 
so that you can have whatever it is that you're truly striving for. Because if you are just out there willy nillying it, that's okay for a while. Cause we all do it from time to time, but that's not sustainable. That's not what you, you are showing up for. You're showing up for this future version of yourself that you're going to become. So start embodying that now, start embracing that now. And I had to really, really take my own advice in that, especially in the past year and say, you have to create habits that are sustainable. You have to start treating yourself like the business owner that you're becoming and look at this business for what it is and do things like make investments in tax strategists and CPAs and you know, coaches that maybe it's a little scary to make that investment. And you always are thinking, Oh, I'm going to do that in, in the future version of myself, right. In a couple of years. No, now is the time making sure that you are taking action that is going to truly align and support your growth. So the takeaway from this is my day isn't fancy. My day is somewhat intentional. My day has boundaries and I try really hard to honor those and stick to those. I rely on my team to handle a lot of the stuff so that I can just show up in my zone of genius as much as possible. We're not perfect at it, but we do a darn better job than we did a year ago. And we check in with each other a lot and everybody has tons of autonomy and is really invested in the business. And when people haven't been invested in the business, that's when we know they're not a right fit. I try and reward my team. I try and give them as much recognition as humanly possible because I truly couldn't do this without them. We were connected via, via Slack and on Voxer, but you know, we don't have a bunch of fires. Things aren't going wrong because we haven't always gone the fastest, but we try and be the smartest about how we're going to build something. We try and think about, is this going to work in the future? We certainly don't get it right every time. And we're going back and fixing things. But I can say that if, if we're one thing, we're intentional. And when you bring more people together who are intentional, like the, the results are amazing. So it's not just my brain watching out for my business. It's Katie's brain and it's Rachel's brain and it's Maria's brain and it's Sam's brain and, and Lindsay's. And we are a team that is devoted to this next version of the Melissa Froelich brand. You know, the, the Froelich group is, we're not done yet. Our identity is still being shaped and it's not just my ideas. I love it when my team shows up and they'll say, Hey, I was thinking about something. Have you ever thought about doing this? Like they're in it, they're in it to win it. And it's inspiring and it's so exciting. So I want to encourage you to know that you'll get there wherever there is for you. And whatever you're feeling right now, if it's not joy and excitement, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have that in the future. So being patient and really giving yourself that space to say, it's not too late. I can start designing something today that is more ideal for me in terms of my, my work day and my work week, right? Test something out, see what it looks like, and then figure out where you can modify it and then scale that. I was just doing that with a coaching client this week. We tested out what it looks like for her to have her ideal week. And she did that for a while. And she said, okay, now how do I map this out into a month? Knowing I don't want to do this every month, like every week, I want to have some more space. So I said, okay, then this is the model for three weeks out of the month. And one week out of the month is nothing. You don't do any client work. That's all time on your business. And she's like, okay, that's amazing. That's actually exactly what we need to do. But we wouldn't have known that if we didn't try something and then test it and learn from it. Right? So if you don't have this ideal day right now, you can start today. You can start tomorrow. You're not behind. And in fact, you're going to have so much more knowledge and be more intentional with whatever that design is versus if you had 
just, you know, thrown spaghetti at the wall a couple of months ago. So if what's happening in your business right now doesn't feel in alignment, change it. You get to change it. You are the boss. Like that's the beauty of this. So in conclusion, I want to tell you that whatever your day is, if it feels good to you and it feels in alignment with your core values, that's the right day for you. Don't compare to anybody else, but, but know that people are real people at the end of the day. And if they tell you it's all bells and whistles and roses, they're probably not telling the truth or they're hiding something. So I want to, I want to tell you, this is my typical day, but it all, it doesn't always look like this, right? There's bumps in the road, but I, I give myself space to say there's always tomorrow. And I have the best clients in the world and the best team in the world. And if something comes up, they'll understand. And the more in alignment you get, and I know I've said this a couple of times, but the more in alignment you get, the easier things will become. So thanks for showing up. I hope this was inspiring. I hope this was real and that you realize it's not, it doesn't have to be fancy to work really well. So please join me over in the Up Level Lounge on Facebook. Let me know what your favorite part of this podcast was. Tell me about your typical day. I'd really love to hear from you and, and see how your, your day has changed over time and what are some things you've learned and how do you protect your boundaries? All right, thanks so much. And I will catch you right here at this very spot next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Up Level Lounge podcast. If you're ready to take massive action in your business and want the guidance and accountability to get you there, head over to melissafrolick.com to find out the ways we can work together. See you here again next week. 